are you pro-life or pro-choice? And does your opinion of that come from Scripture? Oh, man, you're going to be interesting here. Yeah, we're going to get into it today. Got everybody's attention. (laughs) This is Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott. And we are in Luke chapter 1, and starting in verse 39. So, Dad, do you want to jump right in? You bet. A few days later, this is after Mary had had the angel appear to her. Of course, uh, Elizabeth or Zechariah had had the angel appear to him when he was doing the sacrifices for John the Baptist is coming, and now we know that Jesus is coming. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. Remember, they were relatives. It doesn't exactly say what kind of relatives it could have been. She could have been a younger sister. It could have been her aunt. It could have been cousins that we, we don't know. Verse 41, at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leapt within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, there's a lot playing out here because first off, Scripture's usage of the word child is not preborn. Mm-hmm. It means child, yep. uh, a human being, leapt with inside of her at the coming of Jesus, who is also a preborn mm-hmm. baby as well. And so when it comes to, I mean, there's just so much in Scripture when it comes to the sanctity of life and and why um, I would be pro-life. You know, just Scripture is just so so clear on it. But this is one of those biggest passages. And I know there's a lot of cultural pressures, and I know that there are some listening to this is probably even some anger welling up within you. But ask yourself again, where, where are my views coming from? Are my views unadulterated Scripture? Do, am I really thinking in such a way that God would have me think? Or am I feeling the pressure of other people around me? Yeah. Because if you're going to get rid of all of the other pressure and just go with what Scripture teaches, there's yeah. just no doubt, doubt that that child within the womb is created after God's image. That's a human being. Right. And I, I don't think that we have much of a choice as followers no. of Jesus, but other than to be pro-life. We can't divorce our views from from Scripture. And in some ways, it is kind of nice when, when you just decide, okay, I'm going to submit to Scripture what Scripture says, whether I like it or not, because there's... Places in Scripture, I'm like, I don't know if I like that. Mm-hmm. But when I submit to Scripture, yeah. it does get rid of some of that like decision fatigue sometimes. It's like, oh, what do I believe here? What do I think here? It's like, I'm just going to go with what Scripture says. It just makes it a heck of a lot easier. All right, so verse 42, Elizabeth gave a great glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? She says, the mother of my Lord, or her Lord, was still within the womb. And in our day today, would have the right to put him to death. Verse 44, when I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. And Mary responded, and this this is what we call the Magnificat, Mary's great song of praise. And it is beautiful because you think about what we're just about, or we're about to read comes from this likely uneducated small town teenager. Mm-hmm. And yet the wording here is beautiful. It is beautiful. And it does speak to me in that I, I've never been, you know, I, ne- I never really was someone who was a fan of poetry. I think that to my own, that that's a self criticism there, that there can be some great beauty in artistry. God is a creative God, and he's created us after his image that we, we should love creativity as well, and, and she does. She sings or says, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. That word Savior, the word Jesus, she's referring to the deity of Jesus when he was in her womb. 
For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy. He has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and the haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. And then Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back to her own home. You want to pick up in verse 57 and you you get some uh, poetry as well then, Junior. That's right. When it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbors and relatives heard that the, what the Lord that the Lord had been merciful to her, everyone rejoiced with her. I just love that mm-hmm. thought of everyone oh. just crashing in on her house, baby showers and parties. Oh, the and, celebration of this yeah. older woman who yeah. has now given birth. Yeah. And the celebration isn't shallow, like, oh, you're pregnant. We're going to celebrate your pregnancy. Mm-hmm. It's look what God has done. Yes. For a deeper it was all and more lifting up God. Yep. When the baby was eight days old, they all came for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted to name him Zechariah after his father, but Elizabeth said, no, his name is John. What? They exclaimed. There is no one in all your family by that name. So they all made gestures to ask the baby's father what they want, what he wanted to name him, which I find really funny because they're making gestures to him. <laughs> and he can hear. He can hear. <laughs> he can just say the words. He's just mute. But it's what we do. It's, yeah, it's right. oftentimes what we do. Uh, we talk loud to someone who can't see well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He motioned for a writing tablet, and it's kind of cool. They've found these tablets in archaeology, mm-hmm. and they're just like wax tablets. That mm-hmm. they're just kind of, it's like an ancient Etch-a-Sketch. Yep. And to everyone's surprise, he wrote, his name is John, and instantly Zechariah could speak again, and he began praising God. So that one act of obedience completely freed him. And how and, many of us live one act of obedience away from freedom? And he began praising God. I, I fear that my first vocal reaction would be, Man, why didn't I say I believe way back then? I could have been speaking all this time. Yeah, yep, yep. Or or saying what I saw in the Holy of Holies. I I saw the angel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But his first words were praising God. They were. Awe fell upon the whole neighborhood, and the news of what had happened spread throughout the Judean hills. Everyone who heard it reflected on these events and asked, "What what will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was surely upon him in a special way. Then his father Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty Savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant, the covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will prepare the way of the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to give to guide us to the path of peace. John grew up and became strong in spirit. He lived in the wilderness until he began his public ministry to Israel. Hmm. You know, as you were reading this, my mind was just flashing forward to where he would be just a few months from, or not months, but years from then. 
and what his life was going to look like and eventually being beheaded, being in prison and beheaded. But the, the radical success of the crowds coming out and people being converted and getting baptized, being pointed to Jesus and all of that stuff, then being foretold told by his father, saying, yeah. you little man, this is what is in store for you. You're going to be the prophet of the Most High. Yeah. And I think of John then pointing to Jesus later on as he said, Behold the, the Lamb of God who takes away the yeah, sin of the world. It's beautiful. All right, let's go over in Proverbs, in Proverbs yep. chapter 2, Proverbs which is, chapter two. Uh, again, yeah. great chapter. You wanna... We want to highlight verse 10. It says, For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. Hmm. How, many, uh, how many times are we sold joy in so many other different ways? Mm-hmm. You know, products and, um, you know, how many of us are addicted to Amazon and always shopping and purchasing, just looking for joy. And Scripture says it's in wisdom. Yeah. It's in wisdom where you are satisfied. Which is really all about understanding the world in in the way that God planned it, His purposes for how we fit in. Seeing the world from God's perspective is where wisdom comes from. That's why Proverbs also says it's the fear of the Lord that's the beginning of wisdom. Hey, it was good to be with all of you again today, and we, right. we just absolutely love you coming along with us on this journey. I love hearing the feedback from so many of you. Don't be afraid to send us an email as well. We, we do enjoy hearing back as to how God has been working in your life. So many of you have established a habit that you've tried to establish your whole life, and you've been telling me about it, and I, that just, to me, is just so exciting. I'm glad you're going on this journey with us, and we look forward to being with you again tomorrow. God bless. God bless.